New York versus D.C. Who comes out on top in Who? the NL East? Who comes out on top? Right now, the Florida Panthers up 2-1 to one on the Toronto Maple Leafs. 5.42 to go here in the second period as Florida looks to move on. I can't believe this, to be honest with you. And that's what I love about hockey, though. And that's why it's so fun to bet, but also like not so fun to bet. like betting huge favorites. You never know what's going to happen. I don't like betting you huge just favorites. never know what's going to happen. So we're going to talk some NBA. We're going to do a, a little about last night and talk about Jason Tatum. But I teased something because I'm a big dummy. And I looked at the wrong hour, so I have to pay off on the tease. And I want to tell you really quick, Tristan, to stick around for the final two hours of the program. Maybe you have Friday night plans. Don't. Dump your husband. Dump your wife. Leave them and listen to the BetQL network, damn it. It's time to bet it all. I don't care if it's Thanksgiving, Memorial Day. You get your ass to that app and you listen. We bet around here. And I'm going to tell you right now. Tristan, what if I told you, all right? Tell me. What if I told you that I could help you? What? You like betting underdogs, right? You don't bet big favorites. You're not a Chalky McChalkerson, even though you met me day one and you said this guy just bets chalk. He's got huge eyebrows. And I don't think he likes me very much. Yeah. So what if I told you that I could help you bet underdogs this year and help you win 59% of your bets? I'd like to know. Well, here's a profitable way to bet underdogs. Low total games. Less points obviously means that there's going to be more of an opportunity for a dog to cover, maybe even win outright. But let's say, like, I'm looking at some of these totals, and I'm a loser. And so in 27, I actually now have lines for every single game, all 18 weeks for every single team. Every team. I started, like, just doing it with the Packers. I power-rated my teams, looked at last year's numbers, looked at week one, and how we're viewing some of these teams. And uh, I think my numbers are pretty good. But so a lot of these games, though, like, for example, what caught my eye, the Steelers, when they play Green Bay, that game's in Pittsburgh, the number's probably going to be, to surprise some people, Steelers will be four-and-a-half to six-point favorites in Pittsburgh against the Packers with wow. Kenny Pickett. But the total in that game right now would only be 40-and-a-half, 41. I would take the points with Green Bay in a low-scoring game. And if you think like that, underdogs in games where the total is 42 or below, dogs 137, 94, and 4 against the spread going all the way back to 2018. So that's a 59% clip. In the first of the regular season, when wonky, weird stuff happens, that spikes to 55, 30, and 1 against the spread, a 64% clip. So if you like betting dogs and you see these high totals, like I did bet the Lions week one as seven point dogs against the Chiefs, and now it's down to six and a half. But, I mean, you look at that total, it's obviously, like, so high. Weird stuff could happen. The yeah. Ch- it could be a close game and then a pick six, and the Chiefs end up winning that thing by 10, 13 points, even if it is a close game. But in these lower scoring games, lower total games, they're usually closer. You know, usually a team shouldn't be a six-and-a-half, seven-point favorite if the total is 40, 41, because we're not expecting that many points. And yeah, it's exactly. the NFL. So and much parity. Yeah, and it's the NFL. All right, so there you go. Everybody's rich. Where Nobody's going to even do the show where anymore. Did you, uh, where did you collect that data? You just went and decided to just look into that? Sure. Sure. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. That's pretty I much mean, it. Uh, covers.com, I'll shout out. Mm-hmm. I do some stuff, or I look at their numbers. The BetQL network. In fact, the BetQL app, download it today. And they have trends. They trends. have an entire team. We got our guy, Dan Karpik. Everybody there, they help you with this kind of stuff. So that's information maybe that I was passed uh, from back you all. Definitely didn't stay up all night watching the Chargers. I love the Chargers this year. I know you Plus do. Plus 325 can't to win the division. It. They're winning the Super Bowl. I cannot. I cannot do it. You know what I can't do anymore? Culture, I have to ask you a question. Culturally, mm-hmm. how do you believe that the Chargers are going to turn 
they're losing ways around. Well, everybody loves Brandon Staley. He's a motivational. He's like the Tony Robbins of the NFL. Remember, you know what's funny is the guy loses some games because he decides not to punt on fourth down or to go for it or, you know, to get a little kooky, a little crazy every once in a while. But remember year one? I couldn't, like, everything on social media was, was a Brandon Staley press conference. Oh, this guy, man, he gets it. He's, he's, he's so motivational. He doesn't punt on fourth that's downs. That's gone now. So, but, it's, but that's what's funny. Like, now we kill him for the going for The same things that we praised him for? And, Maybe we should not have praised him to begin with. Mm-hmm. Look at Kyle Shanahan. I feel like... Well, he's actually good, though. No, he's great, but he's so... He coaches scared. Mm-hmm. All the time in the playoffs, fourth and one, midfield. Who's the most Go aggressive? Who's the most aggressive head coach in the NFL? Well, not Sean McVay. Not Matt, no, definitely not. Matt Lafleur is pretty aggressive. Um, Didn't he? Uh, punt? Well, you know what? No, no, no. The most that, that's an easy question. Uh, John Harbaugh. Yes. Lamar, are we going for it? All yes. right, Lamar wants to go for it. We're going for it. Hell yeah! Like, how many games did they lose the last couple of years? where they could have just kicked the extra point to go into overtime, and he's like, no, we're going for two. Even with Tyler Huntley, they could have beat Green Bay a couple of years ago with Tyler Huntley, but instead they went for two, which I always like that decision. If you're the dog, you don't want to go to overtime. That's where dogs go to die. Thankfully, Boston did not have to go to overtime because Jason Tatum finally turned it on. Would have been cool if he did this last year in the NBA Finals against the Warriors when I had the Celtics at a 35-1 to ticket. Instead, I just have them plus 135, Wow. And I thought it was all going to hell. I thought I won some money this week. I thought I had to turn around and give it all back. And all of a sudden, Jason Tatum, after being on a milk carton for three quarters, came alive. What was the best price Boston was all year to win the title? To win the title? Oh, man. I don't think you got better than 4-1 to one all season long, yeah, did you? Yeah, I don't think that it, ever, I don't think it ever dipped. I could check real quick. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've been the favorites. I was trying to think. I don't Were remember the Nuggets- them. The Suns, for like two seconds, right after the trade deadline, became the favorites. Oh, they were plus, uh, plus 600. 600, yeah. yeah. Plus 600. Plus 600 to start the season. Man. Did they ever peak at anything better than that? I don't think so. Wow. That's crazy. Actually, yeah, so they were plus 600. The Bucks. so depending, obviously, on the book, on the book mm-hmm. Some there may be there yeah there were books that had the Bucks actually as the favorites plus five fifty Boston plus six hundred October eighteenth before the season Clippers plus seven hundred Warriors plus seven hundred Nets nine to one man the Nets had the fifth best odds that's to win insane the title. right it's insane and then you had Phoenix right there is Boston going to get it done this year and if they don't th- then what because um, I think they need a real head coach it sucks that they had to fire the good guy the, yeah the, the guy that actually had a clue and. I know that every year that they don't get it done, like we throw Jason, I'm sorry, J- uh, Jalen Brown under the bus for some reason. Why would you ever consider moving Jalen Brown? What's the knock on Jalen Brown? There's like three you to four can't go times. Left. I get it. Kevin Durant's awesome, but why are you going to trade for Kevin Durant at this stage of his career when he's rarely healthy? When Jalen Brown never misses games, he showed last year in the finals. He's a big game player. There's like three to four times a game. Like he slipped on the court the other night. And he's like, oh, wet spot. And I was like, oh, yeah, we've been there before, guy. There is no wet spot. Nobody else is slipping on yeah. that thing. But there's like three to four times per game that I think he's dead. He gets right back up. And he's like, yeah, I'm good. And he just plays hard on both ends. I do think he needs to be a little bit more aggressive. He's even said that himself in the fourth quarter of some of these yeah, games. Yeah, like I need to demand the ball more. But, uh, like, what does Boston do if they don't win the championship? Just run it back? I think Marcus Smart has to, has to go. Probably do run it back. 
I think you probably do. I also need to stop ripping Marcus Smart because, like, in, in he's the been clutch, actually in really the clutch, good. he's better than Jason Tatum. Yeah, he's been really good. Half joking, but not half joking. Yeah, he's been awesome in the clutch. I just can't stand watching him play basketball. Mainly because whenever I bet against the Celtics and he's, like, moving all over the place, he gets every charge call. Yeah, he does. There's no reason that he deserves a superstar whistle. And there's really no reason that he should have been defensive player of the year. He wasn't even the best defender on his own team. But other than that, I like the guy. Yeah. I mean, he's a tough defender. He's got spice. He's the culture guy. He's a glue guy. He will bark at you if you don't do what you're supposed to do. I, I always wonder, like, in a team setting when you're the Marcus Smarts of the team or you're the Jimmy Butlers of the team, like, do does your coaches and, like, the GMs, do they, like, hold that against you like they do in corporate culture? No. No. I don't think so. This, so this is just a corporate culture thing? I don't think so, though. I don't know. That'd be more of a question that I would ask you. Inside I need nation. to ask that. I need to ask that. I've never asked that before. I'm, hey, I'm just trying to figure out where Kyrie's going because I am, like, by the day, I'm more sold that he's going to be a Laker. Him and LeBron the other night did the handshake. How does LeBron remember all of these different handshakes? I don't know. Isn't that in- insane? Like, you go back his career. He was playing with Mo Williams, Ilgauskas, Drew Gooden. How does he remember? Do you think he, do you think he yes. remembers, like, if he saw Larry Hughes just walking down the street or Antoine Jameson, he'd just yes. be able to do a handshake? I, we need to ask him that. <laughs> we need get him to on the ask show. him that. Hey, LeBron. Uh, when you're... If I see him at Summer League, that's the one thing that I'm going to ask. Okay, I've been thinking about this for, for two and a half months. Yeah. If you if you were to see Larry Hughes right now or one of your former teammates, would you be able to do the handshake, the identical handshake that you did when you guys were teammates? I think the most overrated thing in sports that I, like that at least that I've ever seen is when a head coach, like when Sean McVay, when they'd be like 2016, week four against Atlanta, and he'd be like, oh, I, I ran it up the middle with Todd Gurley, and then we set up play action with Jared Goff, and everybody's like, oh my god, his memory. Well, if you're a head coach, like you should remember what you called. That doesn't really impress me much, as Shania Twain once said. But LeBron <laughs> remembering all of these handshakes, like, that is insane. Dylan, clip this. No, don't. It's not even my best work. My best work was when I tell y'all, y'all to bet that stupid horse months ago. Yeah. And instead I'm getting text messages. Texas. Hey, you had this, you had this horse? Yes! Listen to the show! Find the podcast, Bet MGM Tonight, right now. Five-star review. And I want a nice comment, too. Comment on my haircut. Actually, I haven't got one in like three weeks. Comment on Trista's love for the city of Philadelphia. She's you're, They're growing on you a little bit, aren't they? A little bit, yeah. You're rooting for them. Game seven, you want, deep down, you want Philly to win. I do. You I hate do. Boston. I, I don't hate Boston. You hate Deuce Tatum. You hate kids. I don't like kids. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, oh, I was, <laughs> see how I set her up? Clip that. Just don't show it to Jason. You know, I said, though, he earlier. He ain't coming on the show. I, early, I said LeBron. earlier, actually, maybe yesterday, I said, this is the first year of my life when I saw, when I see a group of kids that I don't immediately shudder and go, ugh. Like, this is the first year. I'm like, oh, Until they give you kids. the stomach flu. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think they're gross. Then you will. Hey, hey, easy. One man. of them saw me, actually, was it today? I was, maybe yesterday? One of them. Like, like they're yeah. like aliens or something. They're children. They're everywhere. Well, they saw me in the, when I was in my car, and they were in the, uh, in the like, um, what's it called? The um, crosswalk. And they looked at me, and we gave each other, like, the, like, little what's up. And then and the kid came over like to his friend, and he like, he's like, yeah, he's like, she, she said, what's up to me? Hey, that's Trista Crick from BetMGM Tonight. She oh, she's lucky winners. enough to, yeah, she works with Horvat. That yeah. guy's awesome. He gave us Embiid. Hey, don't Malcolm be even Brogdon. making jokes about underage people of places. Embiid, MVP, Brockton, six man of the year. My MVP. damn, Mage, 17 to 1.
can I do for these people? Well, I can make you money in the NFL season. I've made, I've made four NFL Week 1 bets. Four. And I'm about to add five during the break. Bet him Jim tonight, hour